and action. <laughs> this is the third try at at uh, hitting record. Is that that's right? Okay, and action. Well, hello and uh, welcome back. We're glad you're tuning in to hear from Tom and Vanessa. How's that work? Sounds good, honey. <laughs> okay. So our first podcast, uh, the homework that we had was to come up with a name for our podcast, which we did. And so if you're listening now, the podcast is titled... Tom and Vanessa's Country Unscripted. Which means what? That I can start the podcast with a couple of words and you just got to go with it. <laughs> you can start it with and action. All right, so Tom and Vanessa's Country Unscripted, and what are we going to be talking about in these podcasts? A little bit of health and fitness, a little bit of life, Mm -hmm. maybe delve into politics now and then. No, we're not talking about politics. (laughs) I know you want to, but I say no. Sometimes it's just a values thing, and so what would be... Some would consider politics. It's just the way we see the world. Okay. Our like country. The way that we live in it. Okay. I like Hence, that better. Hence, it's not Tom and Vanessa's country as in just living in the country, but it's the country that we live in too as in the United States of America. Okay. Well, the description that I have right now is unscripted conversations about faith, fitness, fortitude, and life in the country. So it could be where we live, which is yep. in the country. Right now, we're sitting in front of a window in our guest bedroom, and we're looking out into what would be our backyard in our woods, and um, I'm watching a couple wild turkeys pecking at the ground, looking for remnants of corn that Tom brought out this morning for the deer and the turkeys as well. And as soon as we're done recording, he'll head back out and feed the deer one more time twice a day yep okay so what's new since the last time we recorded we were going to be on a weekly cycle of recording uh that didn't happen it's been about 10 days although our intentions were good i think now that april has started and our calendar has changed and our responsibilities um i wouldn't want to say lightened up but Asher isn't here the whole month. Right. He's here. We're back on our regular schedule with our grandson. Well, March is our by far our kind of craziest month because he does have two weeks off for School. Spring, break. spring break. So we have a bunch of traveling in there and and then a couple of weeks of school and getting back into school and we we're doing some other things with him as well. But uh, when we talked about when should we get started, we we decided or we agreed on at least getting it started in March, knowing that, heck, if we can get it going in March when it's the craziest, then there's no excuse for not being on a weekly schedule once April begins. Mm -hmm. And next March, we should be in a good rhythm where we can just pick up the mic and start our podcast instead of doing all the kickoff stuff. So okay, anyway. So first podcast was basic introductions. Today's podcast will be unscripted, although we have a few things i guess i have a few things in my head uh uh, to to talk about okay i i can guess what they are but i'll just let you (laughs) go with it and then you can guess roll with (laughs) roll with it from there 
Well, I just said, so what's new since the last time we recorded a podcast? It's been about 10 days. Can you think of anything new? Well, yeah. He's, she, oh, <laughs> I my saying stuff. she is upstairs sleeping right now. She is upstairs. We got a puppy. We got a new puppy. At the beginning of March, we put down our senior puppy, Gizmo. He was 17 and a half years old. It was a very, very, very sad day, but we said goodbye to Gizmo. And then a few days later, we went on a two-week spring break with our grandson. We came home to an empty house, and I found us a new puppy. Well, we had decided it would be June before we got a new puppy, (laughs) and that didn't last all that long. Yeah, you found a puppy, and I actually found the puppy before we even came home from our ski trip. I had found a couple different Shih Tzu breeders, and reached out and I just knew that this little puppy was going to be ours. So we got a little girl. She is now 12 weeks and we named her Gidget. And as I mentioned, she's a Shih Tzu and she is just a little ball of cuteness. And we are uh, being taken to task with this little dog. Oh my goodness. She's about, I haven't weighed her. I weighed her when we brought her home. She's just a little over three pounds. That three pounds of fur and uh, a lot of work, right? She has been. And I, I I will probably, when we talk about her, say he. Yes. Uh, only because we had Gizmo for 17 years. And so when I think of our dog, I think of the male dog that we had, Gizmo, that is recently deceased. So, yes. uh, so that's the deal on that. But it's Gidget and she's a girl and... She's peeing a lot on the floor. <laughs> she goes to the bathroom a lot. We're working really hard on the potty training. I have read so many different things on the internet about how to potty train, what's normal for a 12-week-old puppy, and at the end of the day, it's not the puppy. Yep, it's the owners. It's the owners, which probably is a good lesson in life a lot of times right it's user error it's not the computer yep it's the user yep that's right so we're learning that about our about our little our little gidget and what else is new since we recorded the first podcast are you looking at me like i don't know what she's talking about yeah i don't (laughs) nothing else is new we can't have dead silence here, so okay. you better go with it. Well, Tom published his first book, self-published. Yes, I did. Would it be self-published? Yeah, yeah, yeah. it's self-published. Okay. And but I was confused about that because Vanessa said it's too soon to to pitch to, to talk about something <laughs> that that we actually have for sale. And granted, it's I, I I've been saying it's the cost of a few protein shakes. So uh, twelve, you know, twelve ninety nine on. As a paperback and seven ninety nine as Kindle, so it's not like it's a expensive product. But I didn't think we were going to mention it, so well, that's, that's why I wasn't sure. Yes, it is new. So is it available? It is available. And how do you uh, how do it, you get said book? You get said book on Amazon. Okay, and what is the title of your book? The Three Pillars of Vigor: Essential Habits for Exceptional Health and Fitness. And so it's really a summary of what I believe to be the most essential three, obviously, pillars or three habits uh, for optimal health. And uh, I, after 20 years, I have gone from 
simple to extremely complicated and it's like the more that you learn especially when you're young the more you want to teach to other people and talk about and recommend for them and then the older that you get the wiser that you get and you realize that and the more experience uh, experience that and, you have working with people yeah and you right? start to realize that there's really just a few things that if people just did those they would be the exception not the rule when it comes to health and wellness in our modern day world so that's that's what the book's about it's okay. fairly fairly a fairly short read simple straightforward a little bit of candor in it and uh, yeah, I'm excited to have it out there. And uh, without giving the book away, because we want people to read it, mm -hmm. what what are the three pillars? Well, I won't get into the three pillars, but uh, the three pillars have one thing in common, and that's the goal of building and maintaining muscle mass. And that becomes more and more essential as we age, especially so for women, mm -hmm. uh, because they have less to begin with. And so the the book really started with what are the what are like three things the absolute three most important things that people can do to build and maintain healthy muscle mass as they're growing through life and then getting even into their older years uh, and then within those three things the, they have a synergy amongst them that also affects numerous other aspects of health uh, blood sugar cardiovascular health body composition cognitive function and so on so I'll leave the three pillars for you to discover when you get the book, but know that their primary goal initially was what is it that's going to help people build and maintain muscle mass. Mm -hmm. So we'll have, uh, obviously, a link for the book. In the show notes. In the show notes as well. And one of the cool things that Tom did that he just told me about the other day was most health and fitness books, especially that... Um, are about exercise include some form of a workout somewhere in the book that the reader can then take and apply the principles that they've learned in the book and Tom has his own training program and app um, and so that is free for how long uh, you, you get it when you get the book then you'd get a link to get it free for a month so you can really experience what strength training should feel like there's a few different programs that you can test out depending on your level of experience but I just know that as soon as you put exercises and descriptions and instructions into a book and then expect somebody to take that book to the gym or to their home gym and follow it I've never really seen people taking those books to gyms and following it because it's just clunky so I thought this would be an easy way for those who get the book to be able to experience what strength training should be like and then if they have, want to do their own thing, great. Uh, they can just end it after that first month, or if they want to keep going, that's that's awesome too. Cool. All right. What now? What do you want to talk about now? You're so good at back and forth conversation and asking questions. It's your turn. Well, okay. You know, let, let, we'll de we'll delve into a little bit of uh, health and wellness stuff beyond what the three pillars are about okay. and we'll talk about you oh great <laughs> you're kind of going through a, a special time honey <laughs> oh my gosh a special time well How it's so? unique for women it's not something that it's not I unique have. for women it's it's unique for okay that's not the best that's not the best word no it's uh, something that 
it's most, a most women. It's a transitional ex- time for women. Yes, guys don't have any experience okay. with it, so I obviously am just seeing things through your eyes okay. as it relates to your time of life. But I think it's a an important thing to talk about, and we'll, this won't be the only time that I'm sure no. that it comes up. But I think it's valuable for people to know because you've got some insights. Oh boy! So. I don't even know what to say. Well, let's let's just tell them what you're going through, hun. <laughs> what am I going Why through? Why you're waking up? <laughs> Not just because the dog has to pee, but for reasons on your own. Yeah. So I turned 52 in January of this year, 2023, and it was like all of a sudden things changed. My hormones changed, and I would say I am definitely in full-blown perimenopause, which is such a joy. (laughs) And for most of my adult life, I have managed my hormones very healthfully and really have had little to no issue with, um, especially around sex hormones and periods and that kind of stuff. So this is this has thrown me for a loop as I've tried to unravel what's going on in my body, especially in my symptoms. And I will say that it's now the beginning of April. Things have improved since January. I've I've added um, some things to my essential oil regimen. I have started a supplement that I feel is really helpful, and then really um, also. I've changed up my my exercise and my my resistance training or my strength training to to um, to work with my hormones. I guess that's the way I would say it. I discovered Dr. Stacy Sims, and she has a she's made the the podcast circuit. So if you ever want to listen to her, you could just go into podcasts and search her name, and you'll find countless episodes with different interviewers and she has I mean she is spot on and really really smart when it comes to how to train your body how your exercise and your hormones can work together and and that kind of thing so I don't know what else do you want me to say well so I, what I were gotta you give, looking for I, I mean one just to let our listeners know that that's going on so it can be a, a topic as time goes on and I'm sure people will have questions that that might be a something we can address but but but, before you do that I want to just say uh, that so Vanessa's she's had hot flashes she's woken up in the middle of the night you know obviously times of discomfort and but never has done talked about it in a way where she is frustrated or down Uh, it's more curious and inquisitive and uh, like whoa what is going on here yeah so so while I, I I understand that this is a transitional time in life it's not like she's she is um frustrated about it or looking at it from a negative or pessimistic way i mean you've had had such optimism and curiosity as you've gone through this and you're just you're always positive about it so i i think that's important because your mindset with whatever you're going on is going to be a big determining factor in how you handle it. And, you know, you're looking for some answers and curious and stuff, but not at all letting it bring you down. Mm -hmm. Well, and I think 
you and I talked about this the other day. I'm not an expert in this. I can only share my experience with my own physical self. Yet, I don't, I don't necessarily want to share what I'm doing specifically yet because I don't, I don't know how to measure whether it's working or not. So for example, are, are hot flashes inevitable? Is the reduction in them, they're less extreme or they're less frequent or what have you, does that mean that what I'm doing is working? I don't know, I don't have the answers to that. But I will say for certain, in January leading into February, what really got me down, it wasn't, it wasn't the waking up at night a few times because I was sweating. It was the fatigue that I had. I don't like the feeling of fatigue. And while I want to do stuff, work, what have you, but my body isn't cooperating because I'm just so tired. And it's you know there was there was a period of a few weeks in January where I was literally needing to nap every single day, and now I'm kind of past that. Except for now we have a puppy, so we're so nap. so we both nap today. <laughs> so we have to take a nap today. Yes, but that's where I'm saying I I can definitely tell the things that I implemented. Again, it was adding. I just added one essential oil to some other oils that I was already using, which is clary sage. And then I started a supplement. I tried one supplement. Um, I don't remember the name of it. And I knew right away after taking it that this wasn't mm-hmm. for me because I was I was waking up and then mid-morning consistently having what felt like heart palpitations and anxiety, and I didn't like it at all. And my body... And supplements, I, I, I know right away whenever I've introduced a new supplement into what I take, whether or not it's good or not, I can tell right away whether my body's going to respond well to it. Tells me loud and clear. So that first supplement I tried, which got amazing reviews, and you know there were a lot of women that said it worked for them. It did not work for me. I stopped it. And then that morning heart palpitation thing stopped immediately. So then I started on a second supplement, which, can I say what it is? Sure. Okay. <laughs> it's from Pure Encapsulations. It's called Menavive, M-E-N-O-V-I-V-E. And uh, it was kind of hard to get. I don't know if it's really popular or what, but um, there's a specific combination of adaptogens, maca, ashwagandha. I don't remember, but there's more mm-hmm. than just those two. There's a specific combination of adaptogens that have... Uh, that are supported in research for being very effective during perimenopause, primarily when it comes to hot flash fatigue, motivation, drive, you know, kind of your your cognition, all those kind of things that um, happen when you're in perimenopause when your estrogen starts to to fall. So, um, so I added clary sage, and I've been taking the Menavive, and then just. In terms of my strength training, making sure I'm not doing too much, but making sure I'm pushing myself when I'm strong and when I'm feeling fatigue, not skipping my workouts, but that's not the day where I'm trying to trying to up my weight or increase my reps or what have you. And then adding in um, a couple sessions of what Dr. Stacy Sims is called sprint training. It's not high intensity interval training. It's real all out max effort for 15 seconds, maybe 30 seconds, fully recovering, and then just doing that for five, six, seven, eight times. So it's it's going as hard as you can. Um, and so 
just those those few things and I feel mm-hmm. like I'm, I still wake up with hot flashes but not as much and I don't have that crippling fatigue during the day that I had so that's it do you need me to type in the password I do I don't know why it <laughs> Why it did that? Okay, that's unusual. You do that and uh, take over the mic for a second. Yeah. So I think um, one thing Vanessa said that is important. I mean, obviously, she said a lot of important stuff. But uh, sometimes we'll we'll start learning about an issue that we're having. And it could be guys that deal with testosterone issues, women going through param- perimenopause or menstrual cycle irregularities or anything like that, and we will learn about a solution that is really working well for people and then we try it and it doesn't work and it doesn't mean that the people that were talking about it were wrong or that there's something wrong with the product it just didn't work for us and a lot of times when you're using a product that affects hormones or neurotransmitters some sometimes the the stuff that's shown in research to work well works great and sometimes it can have the opposite effect and everyone's biochemistry is a little bit different. So that doesn't mean that you should stop altogether with with the idea of using natural products. It just might mean finding a different one for you that will work better. And sometimes that means trying multiple different products until you find out what what works. The other thing too is the consistency of use or oh, application, yeah. right? You need to... You need to, so if I use the example of of the Clary Sage and the Menevive, those two things that I've added, I have to do it every day for a period of time, especially when it comes to modulating hormones. It doesn't necessarily happen overnight. It takes time. And, and when I was reading about other women's experience with the Menevive specifically, it take, can take three months. Yep. Or longer so having to take it long enough to see to see um, a positive effect and mm-hmm. I've just now finished the first the first bottle of, of six I think there's 60 yep. in a, 60 capsules yep. in a bottle and I'm doing it twice a day I have room to increase it as well I didn't start out at the full recommended um, amount of these the adaptogens that are in the bottle so um, I was going to increase it by one more capsule so I'm taking it three times a day breakfast lunch and dinner kind of thing because I have room to increase and that's also again knowing my body and knowing over the years as I've um, worked at worked through other health challenges and using natural products and supplements I don't always start at the top where Tom would like me to take more. Yeah, true. <laughs> I, I start low. <laughs> I always start low and then add to it because my body always tells me pretty quickly yeah. whether or not it's going to respond positively or negatively to adding in a supplement. So yeah. with that being said, are we done talking about menopause? Perimenopause? Yeah, I, I, I think so. Is there anything else? No, I, I, I mean, I would just... That's a good reminder for supplements in general. Most supplements are sold in like a 30-day supply and... For, for those that have used pharmaceuticals in the past, you know, we kind of expect that when we take a, a Tylenol or an Advil or something like that, it has an immediate effect. And so we we get into this mindset where... Or a medication a, for a that med- matter. Yeah. yeah. So we expect that it's going to have an immediate effect. And a lot of supplements, that's not the case. You have to take them repeatedly for 
weeks to months in order for them to have their effect. Even something as simple as creatine that is like the, the most proven uh, athletic performance enhancement supplement it's in the world. Athletic. And well, yeah. and it's crucially important and valuable for people as they're aging for cognitive function. I mean, we could talk for a long time about creatine, but <clears throat> my point is you have to use it for at least a few weeks before you could even expect in some people to see an improvement in whatever it is that you're trying to improve. So um, just keep that in mind when you're using any kinds of kinds of natural products. Give them time. As we've been sitting here now, I don't I don't know how long we've been talking for, but our turkey population has <laughs> has um, how many? It, well, there was two when we sat down, and now there's almost twenty. Yep. <laughs> Getting a little distracted looking out the window at everything that's going on. Okay, so Tom brought up creatine, which is another supplement that I, I, we've both taken on and off over the years. But more recently, some of the health podcasts that we both enjoy listening to, there's been a lot more talk about, about the research surrounding creatine, not just for athletic performance. It's one of the most well-researched, longest-researched supplement, uh, supplements but for brain, mm-hmm. brain health, cognitive function. And um, there's a study that I actually have on my phone. I, I'd like to do a podcast about creatine because my uh, part of my interest in natural health had to do with uh, my own personal family history. My mom died of Lewy body dementia six, seven years ago, and there is a significant amount of Alzheimer's in, in her side of the family. And so anything to do with the brain and the health of the brain piqued my interest when my mom was diagnosed with Lewy body. And she was in, um, was in some research at the Mayo Clinic and the neurologist that was her treating physician. Tom and I would, would go with my mom to the Mayo Clinic and we'd just ask him questions and you know, how, what can I do? What can Vanessa do to not necessarily prevent it, but what can I do to, to the, the best of my ability to take care of my brain, knowing that my mother at a young age was diagnosed with this, this disease and researchers and scientists, you know, they don't, unless they can prove it, they don't want to say it. And so the one thing that he, he really could, could confidently say is to really just to reduce my exposure to toxins, whatever that may be, whether it's toxins in our environment, toxins in our food, toxins in our home, and what have you. And that's really what kind of, that was the springboard that got me into really looking at, okay, what, what, you know, what toxins am I exposed to from the time I get up in the morning to the time I go to bed at night? And how can I eliminate those and still enjoy my life, use the products that I like to use, eat the food that, you know, we enjoy eating and that kind of thing. So at any rate, creatine is a supplement that's really, 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 really good for the brain and not necessarily just for muscle building. So there's a a study looking at the role of creatine in women's health that I don't know how new it is, but it's newer, and I haven't dissected it. I've sent it to Tom because that's what I usually do is I get a study that I'm interested in. I have Tom read it, yeah. <laughs> and then he can tell me what it says. I know I know what the, what the, the conclusions are, which is yeah. that 
women, no matter what your age, benefit from taking three to five grams of creatine daily. It's You just add it to your water, you gulp it down. It doesn't have a taste. It's super simple. It's just routine or habit, yeah. right? And the the kind of the myths about creatine being only for bodybuilders or you don't want to take it because it makes you gain weight, that kind of thing, those are really just myths. Myths, yeah. Yeah. They are. So I don't want this to t- this to be about creatine, but perhaps that can be in the back of your mind for a good topic for another podcast yeah. is uh, it's a relatively inexpensive supplement that everybody can benefit from not just not just men not just yeah. athletes but both men and women and that is also one that you know that I would that I take yep okay so one thing that I do um, I do do want to talk about in terms of what's new in let's see I think it was December of 2021 we, 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 I'm saying we, not me, we started our, we'll just call it a blog, our blog, Tom and Vanessa's Country. And like many things, start it gung-ho and then kind of let it go and then come back to it and then let it go and then come back to it for people that aren't, um, that aren't writers or bloggers or content creators. Probably, you know, if they don't, if they don't do that, they don't understand that that's pretty normal in terms of content creation there's you know it's an up and down so my my intent when we started it was to start this Tom and Vanessa's country blog and you know blog about it blog about our life in the country and and what have you and haven't done much with it but we're working on it right hmm. yep. which is the podcast and so in the last since we've last since we've last talked I've been working on it so that's something that i've been working on well and so if if you don't know like i I have a feeling that as our listenership grows that those those that have been following you through instagram or facebook um will probably be familiar with your original website which was healthy living how to and for years vanessa had consistently almost daily put up content and and after a while that can um it can be fatiguing and so getting back into a a scheduled rhythm with this new content it's refreshing because it's completely different it's it's uh, different it's not subject right right i i prefer to hmm, how do i say this um I don't I don't want to be an expert on anybody else's life, health, wellness. I, w- I would prefer, instead of telling people what they should do, I prefer prefer to lead by example, if that makes yeah. sense. Share what we do. And if it, you know, if it if it jives with somebody else, then that's great. In moving from the city to the country, it was, I mean, we went from one end of the spectrum to the other, right? And so we have learned a lot in the time that we have lived here. And I laugh because when we moved here, we didn't even own a lawnmower, right? Like we didn't have power tools. We had one little toolkit, right? So when we we moved from a loft in the city to five acres, wooded acres in the country, there's a lot of things that we've learned and we can share that experience through the blog Mm -hmm. and that other people 
they may never li- may never move to the country and so they just enjoy seeing those adventures but there 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 will be things that we can share that help others you know we we do we've watched countless videos searched the internet countless times for all different things whether it's learning about the trees learning about the turkeys learning about deer mm-hmm. you know what plants don't deer eat all that kind of stuff so and even what are the plants i mean that took a while to figure out like what are right. these trees which are the plants we right. have uh, we have these trees called buckthorn here that have kind of taken over the woods in the area that we live in, and those are bad trees. And when we first moved here, we were we, we thought, thought wow, it's it's so thick in the woods. There's so many trees, and <laughs> and they're choking out the oaks and the black cherries and the some of the good ones that are that should be here. So, yeah, we have learned a lot and bought a, a bunch of extra tools now and learned from that experience so so the tongue of vanessa's to... country and the idea behind it was really just more about sharing our life living in yeah. the country in that way and and yes weaving weaving health topics in there because that's part of who we are but not that being specifically yeah. what what that blog would be about so anyways so back we can talk to... about chainsaws and <laughs> yes yes exactly. chopping wood and yes so, the best acts to buy. Yes, yes. So back to you know what's new is, I just kind of building that out, getting enough. When you when you have a website or a blog, you you need to have enough content on it that when a, a reader comes to read it, there's just not one post, <laughs> right? So so starting to to build that out and then get into a rhythm of sharing, it, it gets a little, I guess, in my mind. Um, confusing because because of social media when you've got Facebook and you've got Instagram of course there's other social platforms but those are the two that both Tom and I use um, he uses Twitter I don't um, and then of course there's like TikTok and what have you and then YouTube um, but when you when you know a lot of times people post on Instagram and Facebook and they write long blog posts Right. And so and I know I, I've done that, too. It's like, so do I put this do I put this out on social media? Do I put this on a blog? Where where does this go? Like, yeah. right. I do think that for a period of time, blogging kind of people weren't looking at blogs. They were going straight to social, but everything comes back full circle. Now, blogging seems to be starting to be the thing again. People are starting to read them again, that kind of thing. Um, and so. The one thing that that with these social platforms is you don't you don't own your content that you put out on them and it could disappear at any day. And I know that there's a lot of stuff that both you and I have shared on social media that adds value and has value that if it's sitting on Facebook and Facebook, not that it's going to happen tomorrow or whatever, but if Facebook decides to go or your account gets canceled and what have you, it's gone. And so, um, you know, for a long time. Facebook lives were really popular on Facebook and I did a ton of them and one day I woke up and all of them were gone. I don't know if you remember mm-hmm, that. I do. It, when it wasn't because I had violated any of their, you know, terms of service or what have you, they just were gone yeah. and they never came back. So that that's the reason too with the blog. I feel like there probably will be some, a lot of similarities between what I would post on, you know, Facebook and then post on Tom and Vanessa's country, but at least it's there for us to go back to and mm-hmm. it's owned by us. So anyways, that's something that I've been working on and will continue working on um, in terms of 
Well, and even on something like Instagram, there's the posts, there's reels, there's stories. And if you're not already following Vanessa, either on Facebook or or Instagram, I'd really encourage you to do that. She's (laughs) she's incredible with with the stories and just the personality behind them and the, the way that they kind of weave together I, I do a story and it's like a one <laughs> one picture post and it's got nothing before it or after it because I'm not as creative as she is that way so uh some of that stuff that she's done I, I often think gosh that would be great on a website too because it's a full-on story with you know multiple click click throughs but anyway um as we're as we're building out the website you can kind of follow along with our life as well on Instagram or Facebook. She usually posts to both of those. So Yeah. And the other thing, too, that just a hobby that I have, something that I'm learning is photography. And for Christmas, our first, our first Christmas here in the country, I had asked Tom to, when he said, what do you want for Christmas? I told him I wanted a zoom lens for my camera. So I can sit in the house and look out at our backyard and with this high-powered zoom lens be able to get really, really beautiful photos of our wildlife. And it, if, you're, if you're not into photography, I really encourage, you don't even have to be good at it, but if you want to, <clears throat> excuse me, lose yourself, like just you can't think about anything else when you're trying to get a picture of a bird birds move fast (laughs) and you've got to just be sitting patiently and waiting and watching and so photography is a hobby um, something that I've enjoyed learning especially with my zoom lens and I have all these you know uh, these opportunities right outside my window I go outside too it's not that I take them just from the house I go outside I when the fawns are born in the Late spring, early summer, I go out and hunt for them. Uh, not hunt for them. <laughs> I don't hunt them. I look for them and try to get as close as I can to get real crisp pictures of them. But at any rate, um, I if at anything, if you like looking at, at wildlife photography, that mm-hmm. will be on top of Vanessa's country. So as I learn and get better and, and get get better pictures, I've gotten some pretty cool pictures of birds and little baby fawns and and uh, that kind of stuff. So I haven't I haven't heard you describe getting a photo like that as losing yourself, and you can't think of anything else. Mm-hmm. But that's how she described uh, skiing Don't too, skiing, yeah. and just love to be able to go out. And that's all that you kind of think about when you're going down the run because your focus is on on the run itself. And well, I I just was reading about we've lost our ability to focus because of social media and this you know, these little 20, 30, 40 second sound bites or minutes, right? We've lost our ability to focus. And I'm not saying that I don't pick up my phone a thousand times a day, because if you measured it, I probably do. But I even found myself sitting in church today with this urge to check my phone, which is silly, right? So doing activities that require you to to lose yourself is you know what I mean like when you're when you're trying to capture a picture of a fast-moving bird you really can't be thinking about anything else other than just watching that bird and where it's going and when it lands on the bird feeder and ready to click you know to snap the to snap the photo but it was the same thing just with skiing when you're when you're going down a run especially if it's a difficult run you know you're focused on getting down 
carving. Yep. That kind of thing. So. Well, that's why I was out in the woods for two hours instead yes, of I ten know. minutes yesterday. I lost myself. Yes, he lost himself. <laughs> we had a big storm, and so I wanted to go out and just see how many trees had come down, and I went out to do that, and then I walked back in to grab the chainsaw because I saw that there were a few, and then there were more, and there were more, and two hours later, Vanessa was calling me saying, where are you at? I need a break from this puppy. (laughs) She needs to go outside. Yeah. So we're, we're experiencing the winter that the winter that has no end and we love it. Actually, we absolutely love it. Unfortunately, we had, um, hung up our skis the Friday, last Friday, um, was our last we we decided it was going to be our last time skiing because we were getting the puppy on Sunday and we knew once we got Gidget that our time was going to be focused on potty training a puppy and and you know socializing her and having her and what have you so we hung up our skis and we could have had a couple more really good ski days but whatever we got a dog instead we got a puppy a puppy that that'll be with us instead for a long time yeah. so. All right, so is there anything that you want to add to the conversation before we go check on said puppy? She's been sleeping for, for quite a while. We're, we're doing our best. Are you going to unlock that? Uh, oh, now I remember what the password is. I didn't remember yeah. what the password is. You didn't remember the password remember is. It. Okay, the computer locked up. Uh, we're, we're, we're doing our best to be good puppy parents, and we have a playpen for her. We're, we're doing a hybrid between... Um, it's we're not doing crate training because we don't have a crate it's a playpen but we are putting her in her playpen to sleep she's going out countless times a day it's the only place she hasn't peed so far is that and our bed yeah she has not peed in her playpen which they don't supposedly they don't although gizmo did when we had gizmo so at any rate that's where we're at so thanks for tuning in for our second podcast. If you have, um, you know, if you have anything that, because you know us and you know our experience and, and what have you, if there's something that you'd like us to talk about on a podcast, we're open to uh, ideas, yep. right? Absolutely. So other than that, thanks for tuning in and we'll see you next time. Bye.